Welcome to the Christian Cowboy Journals. This is your host, Pastor Eric Miller, here in Rochester, New York. Uh, This is a service of Servant Spirit Ministries, and we're going to be starting episode two here. Now, I gave a bit of an introduction about myself uh, in that 14 minutes of episode one, and... Thankfully, you you have stuck with me through that. So today, I thought I'd share a little bit of my testimony and talk about faith. Now, some people have dramatic experiences when they come to Christ, such as Saul on the road to Damascus. Myself, uh, nothing quite as dramatic Uh, when I was young I was invited to vacation Bible school and was saved there and my very first prayer request was for my maternal grandmother who within a couple weeks later come to find out became saved as well and that was my first answer to any prayers now I admit I haven't been the most perfect Christian throughout my life but I when I focused on Christ um, my life seems to be a lot better than when I attempt to turn away from him even though I've attempted to turn away a couple of times I'm always drawn back and my faith uh, brings me back so that's one thing about Christianity and Christ is he came to seek us instead of us trying to seek him such as most normal religions that are out there uh, it's all what and religion is what you can do to uh, seek the approval of your God or deity versus Christianity was God sending his son Jesus Yeshua to earth to be an atonement for our sins in such a way that through grace and mercy uh, he himself he alone takes the punishment for our sins when it's time to go before God for judgment now I did serve in the Navy and that was one of the first times I really tried to walk away from my faith and yeah, I started drinking and a few other things and but like again like I said no matter wherever I turned uh, even when I was in the service seemed my faith you know I kept coming back to God and one, you know my more recent uh, return to God a lot stronger with my faith and very very much infallible uh, as far as being able to deter me away from uh, sin the most granted I'm still a sinner I'm still not perfect was uh, when it came to losing my first son because of my ex-wife and some incidences there in Washington State 
was very torn, very distraught, and even suicidal at one point. But thanks to my faith and an unsuccessful attempt, uh, <laughs> I've started to turn around, you know, from that is when I started refocusing back on the Bible and the words in Scripture and started to understand more of what was being said. When you're first saved, especially if you're a child or a teenager, you know, there's the whole butterflies in the stomach type feeling. Uh, especially when you have the, you know, get filled with the Holy Spirit as well. You, you're, you're gung ho for Christ. You think nothing can go wrong, and then, you know, but that's an infant in our faith. As time goes on, and we real, we start to see life as it is, and not through the protective eyes of a child then we start seeing things how they are we could see uh, you know start seeing the evil that lurks in the world uh, in various ways and then you do realize that there is truly a spiritual battle of good and evil going on you know, I read quite a few books as a teenager that uh, were, you know, very good on that subject matter. Uh, one of the authors was Frank E. Peretti. Uh, his books, uh, Piercing the Darkness, This Present Darkness, and a couple of others. Uh, those are really good. And, you know, they're still in publication, and, you know... They help describe a lot of the spiritual warfare that's out there, and like I said, I've I've seen you know different things. I've seen what appears to have been people possessed by evil spirits, and you know I've heard claims different different ways and. You know, you got all these shows on TV regarding ghosts and things like that, but ultimately, I don't, I don't believe in ghosts in the way that you know the TV has portrayed things. You know, yes, there's the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, that's there as our comforter and to help convict us of things that we need to do. But as far as it being a deceased relative eh, I don't that's mm, that's something totally different because if you read and understand the Bible and have come to understand it the way I do and even Christ himself said about Lazarus who was deceased and had been deceased for a couple of days is that he's just resting he's just sleeping so Ultimately, I think that our, you know, and and we get the and we use the term rest in peace, and a lot of people have forgotten what that was supposed to mean. But some of the other things that 
have taken place in my life, you know, as I've mentioned, you know, alluded to in, you know, the intro was, you know, things such as being homeless. And when you're homeless and, you know, it's not due to drugs or alcohol and you, you know, you see things, you know, that other people are battling, you know, those that are battling, you know, mental health or other things that are keeping them, you know, downtrodden like that, you gain a new appreciation for what's going on in the world. And then, uh, when I met the, you know, when I was with the woman that is now my wife, my beautiful bride, <laughs> we've been married now for, well, going on five years. Uh, yes, I had to think about it. What guy doesn't? <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, there was a time when we were homeless, and then when we went to try and get married, uh, we ran into some difficulty trying to find a minister to perform our wedding. There was all these so-called ministers out there that were willing to help, or... No, excuse me, they weren't willing to help. And we finally found one that, you know, was willing to help and didn't even charge us anything to perform the ceremony. Although I think he regretted that afterwards, considering it was a very, very cold day. Uh, and outdoors when we got married. But noticing that, and then we ended up here in Rochester, New York, and... You know, luckily, we finally found a family shelter, as there wasn't one, uh, well, for the most of western New York, there was not any family shelters, and, you know, and even the VA tried to split us up, you know, which is kind of wrong, but, anywho, uh, you know, we found the family shelters, we started to try and get on our feet, and occasionally we would need things such as diapers for our daughter, or, you know, a couple of dollars for me for gas money so I could get to a job that I had. It wasn't much of a job, but it was a job, and there were many times that supposed clergy driving you know the church vehicle around you know church you know the church's name right there on the side of the vehicle made promises to oh yeah uh, we'll stop by in the afternoon or whatever later today or tomorrow for example to help you out and then ultimately there were no shows and in a city or metro or in a metropolitan area that has over um, uh, someone else on Facebook counted uh, over 700 churches listed in the phone book or whatnot, that's not exactly a good start. So when the opportunity presented itself for me to become an ordained minister, I of course took advantage of the situation to do so because 
you know, just even trying to find someone who was true to their word and the you know, that's clergy can be difficult at times. And there have been times also uh in the almost three years that we've lived here in this residence here that you know, trying to call you know, even trying to call for help with a bill or something because we were having issues with you know, social services uh, all of a sudden decide not to pay the rent for one month or the utilities for a month or something. And you call around and you can't even get a prayer from the clergy. You know, there's something seriously wrong with the church today when they're not even willing to pray with you, even over the phone. I mean, is their time that pre- has their time gotten that precious? that they feel that you know someone asking for help doesn't even deserve prayer you know no matter whether or not they believe what you're saying is true just the fact that you know yeah I understand churches may not have money or whatever but maybe they don't have money because people aren't tithing because they're not sticking to God's word and you know, so that makes it kind of an interesting point. You know, I'm now clergy and I try to do everything I can. I mean, we even have, uh, even operate a transportation ministry. It ain't much, but, you know, giving someone, uh, well, it's not, it may not be much from our end, but I'm sure to the ones that have been helped, it meant the world to them. You know, a couple of examples was a family who got stuck here locally over Thanksgiving and their ride that was supposed to pick them back up on the way through never showed up. And they were calling around trying to find a ride. Eventually they got a hold of us and, you know, we have them a ride back home to a somewhat neighboring city. Another incident was where someone came to uh, attend the funeral of a family member. Had their person uh, belonging stolen and were unable to get the bus ticket back down to New York City. Well, you know, we were luckily able to help them at the last minute as well. You know, but simple things. You know, it's just simple things that a lot of us that are Christians have forgotten about. But in the process, it has strengthened my faith and my belief and resolve and Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior because as I've gone through the hard times and the few times and, and the times I've gotten help that were an answer to a prayer or you know things that I was doing that were sinful in nature and wrong and 
the Lord turns around and uses those, those same things for his good you know and have now become part of my testimony you know that's saying a lot and you know those those are some of the things that yeah it's not you know like I say I'm, I was blinded you know physically blind and had to be guided to someone to be saved but it is definitely you know I was worldly blinded and you know my eyes were opened and it's also helped me to understand more of the true meaning of what is in the scriptures you know regarding faith and regarding other topics such as tithing and other and other things and the Ten Commandments and love and all the various things that are in there I mean there there's a lot more in the Bible than most people give it credit for and you know there's those that will try to say that you know, supposedly it's full of lies, it contradicts itself, it's a book of fiction. Every, every research that's ever been done has proven exactly the opposite of that. And when it comes to things such as dinosaurs, for example, well, they're mentioned in the book of Job. You know, just not under the term dinosaurs, you know, great lizards or whatever it's supposed to mean um, so it's one of those the more you study the more you read the more you know the more you understand and the closer you come to God and the way there's just so much to say about it that you know I don't want to be negative you know I want you know I want people to understand that being a Christian isn't being negative it's not you know condemning other people I mean yes you point out their sins that's not judging that's not being judgmental and that's not being hateful or a bigot. It's, you know, through love, you you want to correct somebody. I mean, it, the best example is if your child or someone you care about is about to touch a hot stove. Is it bigoted? Is it hateful to tell them no, that that's hot? That they shouldn't do that to save them from the consequences of having to go to the hospital to the burn unit I would think not and for any true Christian you know we have to stand up for our faith 
you know, what is your testimony that you can share with people? I mean, mine isn't much. I hope, you know, through my testimony it helps somebody. And maybe someday I'll find out if it eventually does. <laughs> but, you know, having, you know, as the Bible says, having the faith as a mustard seed. You can tell that mountain to move and it will. And when you think about a mustard seed, that's quite a potent, uh, potent thing in a small little package. <clears throat> so, you know, can we even have the faith of half a mustard seed? You know, to stand up when someone asks if we're a Christian and mean it. You know, if someone was about ready to kill all of us, somebody were to walk in the room today or wherever you're at listening to this podcast, if someone were to walk in with a gun in their hands asking if you're a Christian, and if you're a Christian, you'll die for your faith, would you stand up? Would you be willing to stand up and take that bullet? I mean, yeah, you can attempt to, you know, disarm them. But would you at least be willing to stand up and admit that you're a Christian? Or would you cower in the corner? You know, that's what we have to think about. You know, well, actually, it's not even thinking about. You know, it's instinct. You know, you either, you, you know, Christ himself says you cannot be lukewarm. You're either hot or you're cold. You're either for him or against him. To sit on the fence, you might as well be against him. You know, to have that burning desire of faith, in my opinion, is everything. You know, it's not still the butterflies in the stomach. Sometimes it is. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will convict me to start a conversation totally out of the blue, not knowing someone, and I'm sharing my faith. In real life, you know, person to person. And I know, as far as I know, I've never convert, you know, helped anyone convert to Christianity. But I've at least planted a seed and hope that it's fallen on, you know, fertile ground to where it'll grow, take root and grow. You know, but can we all help each other's, you know, plant the seeds? And then, you know, someone asks us a question, help that seed to grow for those that haven't uh, been saved. You know, we're in a very questioning society. And, you know, we've got the Internet at our fingertips. I mean, look how many podcasts are there out there just on, you know, on Christianity alone. There's quite a few, I believe, from what I was attempting to look. <laughs> you know, I didn't dig too deep, and I didn't listen to all of the others out there. But there's quite a few. 
you know, just like there's quite a few on politics and sports. And yet people still are questioning what certain meanings are in the Bible. A book that's pretty concrete. A book that's had more reviews on it than any other book in the world. I mean, yeah, there are, a bunch, there are many interpretations, but there's only one true interpretation if you read things fully in context. For And, and people will read, you know, and there are some people that will take verses out of context, I've seen it, and totally twist the meanings of everything. I've been kicked out of a Bible study, oh, you know, over speaking up about some in a similar situation where that happened but if you you don't it's not just so much even reading the chapter or reading the book you know the you know chronicles or psalms or proverbs or the book of Matthew but it's reading from Genesis Two revelations and reading it all, and even the fun part of getting through numbers <laughs> that's always the fun part. Most people tend to skip over that one because it's just genealogy, but that genealogy is just as important to some as you know the Ten Commandments are. So, I you know. I hope this answers, well, one of this doesn't really answer too many questions today of what, of this podcast, but I hope this helps you understand more of where I'm coming from, personally. Hope that it was informative, and I hope you come, you know, stick around and come back for more. If you're a glutton for punishment, or hopefully at least I'm slightly humorous in some ways. You know, probably not, but... Uh, you know, all I can do is speak from personal experience. I, you know, I'm usually not too big, again, I'm not too big about talking about myself, but I find this is some of the better way to do it. Oh, uh, another footnote I wanted to add was something that happened a year and a half ago that was really interesting when it came to my faith. Was that I got into a discussion with someone. I was working basically a construction crew, or at least a construction trade of a crew. I was a driver, a dump truck driver. And it was brought up by one of the, one of the people on the crew that I must be praying to the wrong God because I was on welfare and was struggling. And I mentioned I prayed to Yahweh. Now, if you've truly read the Bible, you know who Yahweh is. It, it is God. It is I am. But because I wasn't uh, prosperous like they were, driving a newer uh, pickup truck like they were, 
that I must be praying to the wrong God. And that leads off into some of that whole prosperity doctrine and other things that some people teach. But this person was a little off base with that. And even and this person even admitted that their personal pickup truck was their idol. Because there was one day he supposedly wasn't going the same direction I needed to ride. Actually, because at the time I didn't even have a ride home. Didn't even have a vehicle that was operational. And he couldn't even give me a ride home from work. Because he didn't want someone of my color in his vehicle. Because it was his personal idol. Ended up getting a ride home and noticed that he came that direction anyways. But they claim to be a Christian. But only reads the New Testament. A true Christian reads all of it. You know, since I was on the topic of faith, I thought I'd throw that in there real quick. Uh, you know, hopefully you stuck around this long. So, you know, I guess I'll go ahead and close up this episode. Again, you know, thank you for listening to the Christian Cowboy Journals. It is a ministry of Servant Spirit Ministries, which you can find. You can look up Servant Spirit Ministries on Facebook, Twitter, uh, or the website's wnyministries.org. Uh, you know, feel free to continue to listen to these podcasts. Feel free to even contact us, and even if you want prayer, want to you know talk personally more. I'm more than you know, more than be glad to hear from you. You can also call us toll free in the U.S. at eight six six four nine nine six four two nine. All right, and thank you. And this will complete episode two.